Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Danny and Dusty. Meringatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the fan man Hera. All throws of monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old like Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. Good afternoon. Oh, happy Monday, everybody. What a weekend. What a day. What a game we had yesterday. You know what's great about today? Oh, was there a game? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, basketball season. The Kings played the Timberwolves. <laughs> it's basketball season. Mm. Officially. It is. It's okay, yeah, basketball season started today. <laughs> it's official. Hot damn. Blazers are already 15 wins into the season. Wow. Look at that. Quite the run look, at, look at that. Already. Already. Good start. Good start. Yeah, what a weekend it was. How was, uh, how was your super weekend? It was good. It's good. Got 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 a lot done. Cooked all weekend. Mm. Cooked all weekend. That's that's what you should do. You brought in some salsa that you made. I did. Good, great salsa. Danny makes a f- damn fine salsa. Uh, I'll I, tell you that much. I, I did. It mul- was really good. Did multiple batches. The one you you had was the the family friendly fire roasted. It was very mild. Yes. Very mild, but good. Yep. It's uh, it's supposed to mimic kind of the uh, Chevy's uh. Tex Mex restaurant. Salsa. Oh. oh, oh. Um, but I did a, uh, I had folks over and I had, to, I did a uh, nacho bar. Oh, nacho bars are great. So I had, uh, I had some carne asada that I had marinated. I had some chicken that I had marinating, and then uh, I had, I had two grills going. Perfect. So that's was, the way it uh, should be. It was, it was, it was quite the weekend. How about you? Uh, it was great. You, you said you went somewhere where you were afraid of the, uh, the network possibly crashing. There were quite a few glitches going oh, on. Oh no! Nothing ever went out. Okay. Nothing ever went out. But, you but got there, a little I, bit? yeah, I, I was staring at. I was giving the side eye, and he was like, "I, I know, I know." But never, never anything that missed any action. Oh. N- we didn't miss anything notable. It would just be like a little like, bloop, and you, uh, oh, here it comes. But uh, everything worked out great, and. What a great Super Bowl it was. If there's anything that is going to like ease the pain of, you know, another a dynasty officially being here in the NFL, cuz a lot of people they just don't like dynasties. They don't they don't want the inevitable of it it's going to be the Chiefs or it's going to be the Patriots or it's going to be the 49ers or it's going to be, you know, the Steelers. We've had them like every single generation. We've had these dynasties now, people just all of a sudden want to hate the Kansas City Chiefs, and if it's anything's going to ease that, great food and a wake to celebrate the death of the football season Look, is a fantastic way to do I'm it. I'm just going to say this: I'm going to go full hipster. 
I've always hated the Chiefs. Well, of course you have, Raiders fan. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And I, I, I figured out in this game that I do hate the Chiefs more than I hate the 49ers. I went into this game thinking... That's really big of you. It is. It is. I thought so. I thought it was growth. I went into this game thinking, I, I thought personally that I hated both teams equally. I'm like, I hate both these franchises. You don't, though. Down the stretch, as Mahomes is doing his thing and taking the lead, and then in the overtime, I'm sitting there going, No! 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 <laughs> because I realized I hate the 49ers less. And I, there was there was a part of me, it wasn't actively rooting for the 49ers, but I was actively rooting against the Chiefs at every moment. Rooting for the meteor. Oh, yeah, no. Sweet <laughs> meteor of death was number one on my scorecard. There was a moment in that game where I thought of you because they popped up like everything is just going against Raiders because it's Niners, Chiefs in the Raiders stadium. Mm-hmm. And then they popped up the graphic like, Brock Purdy's only overtime game was a win in Las Vegas yeah. against the Raiders. I was like, <laughs> and they had uh, what uh, Fred Bolitnikoff and Marcus Allen like lighting the torch before the game, and I'm like, ah, the last time they were good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That was a hell of a game, though. I I loved every bit of the finale to our football season because <sighs> it gave us everything that you could want in a big game. I, I am with you with a good game closed. That second half of the second quarter and the first half of the third quarter, I I I, I wanted to unalive myself. It was it was hard to watch. It was bad. That was great. It was, it was it, You're disgusting. You love bad football though. No, I love great football. You, and you everybody football. everybody just wants points, 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 points. That game was Two defenses slowing down juggernaut offenses. And in, in a game where you get everything, like Super Bowls, the weirdest stuff happens. The absolute weirdest stuff happens. And we're going to jump in and, and break this game down every which way. But you got that from both sides. Uncharacteristic plays from, from guys that are the beacons of consistency. You have just the wild special teams getting drunk and oh, getting weird. God. But you had... Oh, all over the place. At the core of that game, when you end a game 19-19, to when Patrick Effin Mahomes is the quarterback of one team, and then another team has got Christian McCaffrey, the Offensive Player of the Year in the NFL, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, like everything, it, those two defenses are what carried the day. And I, I appreciate points like nobody else. But what we saw in that middle stretch where it was ugly and it was sloppy was phenomenal defense. Mm. Like, you saw phenomenal defensive plays being made. You saw breakdowns, too, where you're just going, what in the world yeah. is happening? But that's the beauty of the Super Bowl, and that's the pressure that comes with Super Bowls that you don't get it. Anywhere else. anywhere else you sure. don't get it in college football because those college football plays they happen all the time yes that's that's the drunkenness of college football you get a guy like travis kelsey oh, who, so you know bad. going face to face with andy reed screaming over you know we need to save we need to save tay tay is what we need to do he's he's a very angry man yeah. i saw people were like that guy he's a loose cannon come on yes the six foot seven football here? player has is aggressive what are we doing here are, are we really going yeah, to pearl right. clutch over that yeah. whole thing? Also, we're, we're going to dive into that. We got a lot that we got to get to. Also, today. we we got Tay Tay pounding beers. That she became a Kelsey. It took one month for Jason Kelsey to 
turn Taylor Swift into a Kelsey. Yeah. And it, it, this isn't this isn't Travis. No. She saw what that damn legend did mm. in Buffalo and was like, okay, I know the assignment now. And so Taylor Swift pounding beers at the Super Bowl? Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio said, what's this? The the fact that like Taylor Swift no, is he didn't. she's too old. She, yeah, no. <laughs> no, he pounded something else instead. Wow. Um the fact that she brought Blake Lively. Whoa. Uh, yeah, that Blake, Blake like that Blake was Lively just like, is like the guest. I I had explained to my in-laws, they're like, who's that woman? I go, a very famous, very beautiful woman. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds' wife. Yeah. Like, come on. One of the most beautiful women in the world. It's like, oh yeah, she's my plus one. Yeah. Ice Spice having to learn football as the game went on was very interesting. Every time they pay, they went up to the suite and she has a blank look on her face and everybody else was losing their collective hey, mind. who is the blonde gal that was with all of them? I don't know. With like the straight hair? Yeah. Do we know who that is? No, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of dudes have asked that question. People are like, who is this? She, uh, There's a guy in the back that looked just like CeCe Sabathia that wasn't. But he really did look like CeCe. Yeah. Well, he, has, he had an Indian's hat on. But that girl with the blonde hair... She looks like the the villain boss in the like rom coms, you know. Oh, hundred percent. Like she looks like the mean boss lady that makes him come to work on a Saturday. She was like, I what got AI... those vibes, and I don't know. That's really unfair for me to say about her. That's no. the feeling I got about her. No, she looks like she hmm. looks like what AI it's thinks Amelia Clark looks like. Yeah, it's the do. That's just kind of a B haircut. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, she's probably very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, or she's Taylor Swift's no woman, the person that just says no to everybody mm. around her. Good to have. You need to have those. When you're that famous, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, there before the game. Way before. Which like that was that was the surprise was, you know, she was supposed to be there like halftime. Look, I tracked the flight. Mm. She left Tokyo. She flew into LA. And then as we all expected, she was able to come into Vegas on game day. Oh, no way. The yeah. airport was able to make room for her plane? Yeah. Well, like that's the thing about Super Bowl week is that you can touch a lot of people just come in and then on Saturday they clean out yeah. and they they like most of the people just leave town on Saturday because they want to get home and watch the game and it's the festivities leading up it's mm. all the parties leading up so I'm assuming that's what happened there but Taylor Swift in the building that was great and J- Jason Kelsey wearing his Chiefs overalls the man is committed to his brother and I appreciate that did you that. see the the after party. He had a Rey Mysterio luchador mask on. Yeah, that's about right. There was a lot of luchador masks uh, rolling around Super Bowl week, which I don't understand. Well, like I mean, Las Vegas? Las Vegas, eh, masks. But, uh, not a bad uh, thing. Uh, uh, luchador, uh, well, hey, that guy can do whatever he wants. I also appreciate the commitment of his wife. His wife hates the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. So, in support of her brother, she will only wear Philly stuff. Yes. Like, she is Philly, Philly through and through. And through. through. So in not not because of her husband, as her because hu- of where she's from. As her husband is wearing Chiefs plaid overalls, <laughs> she's wearing a red quarter zip. University of Cincinnati. Mm. She was like, "I will not wear Chiefs stuff. I'll represent I'll, Travis though, and I'll, I will root for Travis because it's Cincinnati yeah. and it's red." I I'll find the compromise. She is ride or die, not just for her husband, but for the damn Eagles too. And that's the most mm-hmm. Philly thing that you could possibly yep. have. That Kelsey family, it's they're a wonderful a family. They're a treasure, and I, I, I need more of them. You, I want more. Well, of them. you might be getting it. Sounds like Jason's chasing the TV job. I know. Well, yeah, he did interviews, interviews with, with Fox, ESPN, and, and some, Amazon. Amazon. 
and Amazon. Which, if they add him to the Amazon, Amazon then gets the crush best one ever with yeah. Andrew Whitworth, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You add, uh, Jason, you add Jason Kelsey to that. That would just be so much it, fun and so much body hair. Like taking, a lot of beards. Oh, yeah. A lot of beards. It would be like on. taking the prime Fox crew when, you know, the early days of Howie and Terry and just turning it up to 11. Because the early Fox crew was, was was crazy, yeah, and I, I and it was fun. It. I want it. They, they've mellowed in their old age. Also, we, we'll take a, talk about Flynn today. Um, I want Phil Sims never on a broadcast again. Okay, he was there in halftime. All he did was whine and complain. Well, I think we forget that everybody that's complaining about Tony Romo, you were complaining about Phil Sims before that, yeah, and well, how the- badly you wanted Phil Sims off. Rome's had a bad game. He had a bad game. He did. Like, there were a lot of things where it was like, dude, have you watched the Chiefs this year? Come on. Romo, I know you have because I've heard you on most of them. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it, that was a tough game for Tony Romo. The uh, the honeymoon period on, on Romo's over. They're, they're, they're starting to turn on it. Do you know what the, the inside scoop is mm-hmm. on it? It is that all of his friends are out of the league now. So he would get all the scoops from his buddies oh. that were all in the league still. And he had, obviously, he had that familiarity of being a quarterback and prepping for all of them. Mm-hmm. So he had that recent, the recency bias in his mind of what team coordinators did, what teams like to do. And so he was in tune with that coaching turnover, player turnover goes so quick in the NFL. Here we are just a few short years later. And all of a sudden, and he's not like, talking he doesn't about- know what he does. He can't yeah. predict plays anymore. It's like, well, yeah. He, he that's how it works. Relationships anymore. Yeah. That's how it works. Now you got to grind, and that makes that's why Troy Aikman is awesome. But Troy Aikman is great. Yeah. Kirk Herbstreit, or they, those two guys are special, man. Even Chris Collinsworth, like you could tell how much work he puts mm-hmm. into those games. And obviously, Greg Olson, he's got a little bit of that Romo where everybody loves him right now, but he just got done playing, so he knows a lot of these guys intimately, and a lot of what the teams want to do. That's going to start to fade a little bit, but yeah. that dude is always prepared as well, though. So I don't know. Maybe Rome's has got to get back to the get back to the tape, get back to the lab, huh? Mm. All right. Either way, Phil Sims complaining about everything was just like, come on, dude. That's Phil. That's the mo- That's yeah. right on brand for Phil Sims. It was halftime. Right it was halftime. It was just, just everything was just. You can't do that to your coach. Talk about Travis Kelsey or that should have been a touchdown for the 49ers. They had a man downfield. It was like. <sighs> Is is there anything you like from the Ooh. game, Phil? Or no? I think the officials had a great day. I think the official when you said there's a man downfield, I thought the officials had a great day. Yeah, they kept the flags in their pockets. They let them play. Yeah, they let them play. There was there was a couple times where I could, I saw Bosa getting held, and I was like, eh, didn't impact the play. I don't care. I'm here for let it. Let it go. Okay. Well, let's get this show on the road. Let's start. Let's talk about that football game, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Uh, it was that was an all time classic, not just because it went to overtime. The sixty minutes in between, though, if that thing would have ended in regulation, it would have been a fantastic game. As it as it was, we got even more drama in that final fifteen minute overtime period uh, because Kyle Shanahan apparently didn't tell his team what the new overtime rules were. But the Chiefs repeat, and the journey to becoming a dynasty is now complete. 503-864-6326. That's Vancouver Ford Tax Line. This is Danny and Dusty on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Yeah, no, I mean, this is the starter point. Uh, I mean, we, we got Coach Reed, we got Trav, we got a great defense, we got a lot of young players. I um, mean, everybody says three is a dynasty, we got three, and we're not going to stop there, we're going to keep rolling. There he is, Patrick Mahomes, the Super Bowl MVP after the Chiefs win in overtime 25 22 over the San Francisco 49ers. Those guys in Vegas know what they're doing, huh? They knew overtime and the under, and it was a the line opened at forty seven and a half. Yeah. In the game ends twenty five twenty two. That's a little in gross. the weirdest way it could possibly happen. We knew it would get there. Woo, Nelly! You know there have only been thirteen games in NFL history that have ended with the final score of twenty five to twenty two. Mm. Six of them have been decided in overtime. Six of the 13, including last night's game, have been overtime games that end 25-22. The uniqueness of that score probably makes the team that's ending with the ball have to push for that touchdown. Think of it. Which allows for that opportunity. Regular season or Mm -hmm. or, um, in postseason as well. That was the only... Super Bowl, obviously, to be finished 25-22. But what a hell of a game it was, and now you have... This is officially a dynasty, and heading into this game, I thought it would have been safe to say it's a dynasty anyways, but for whatever reason they want to say three championships in five years constitutes your dynasty. I think everything that the Chiefs have done to this point in the modern era of football, it should absolutely win, lose, or draw on that Super Bowl should have constituted as a dynasty because what they have done to this point has been something that is supposed to be impossible, yet here they are in the most improbable years of it happening, they end up winning that third Super Bowl and go back-to-back. I I think that that's probably right. If we're going to use like an actual defining principle, three titles in five years as a dynasty, I think that's fair. I think that's like if we're we're trying to question, you know, what is or isn't a dynasty, three and five, three and six, I think, as long as as you're talking about, hell, three and ten, but three in a window. Right, whatever whatever window you want to classify it as, because do we 
do we look at that Bills run as a dynastic run? I would almost say we do. We sh- yeah, we remember it as the dynasty that wasn't, but you go to four, four straight, straight Super Bowls. Super Bowls. <laughs> and I saw something this morning, um, this is insane as this is. This is kind of like, the Bills are kind of like the trailblazers of the 90s, where they were the second best team in basketball for a while, but they just kept running up against either the Pistons or the Bulls. I think the 49ers are that team right now. It's actually the Bills. The Bills' point differential in the last three years is staggering. Staggering. It is them alone with no one close. Then the Chiefs and the Niners are tied right next to the at spots two and three or spots two, two. But the Bills are so far and above expectation, but they've just run into what is the one thing that they've run into? It's been Patrick Mahomes every single time. But they've never, yeah. And I would say that it's the Niners because they're 0 for 3 in Super Bowls with two different head coaches, and they're actually getting two Super Bowls and conference championship mm-hmm. games. Like, think of the, the Niners getting to conference championship games. It, it's nuts to think about. How many they've been to over I think the last it's 10 years? Eight since their last super, their super Bowl win in 95 it's the last or 94 95 season they've been to eight conference championship games and have zero super bowls to show for it that's it's that's crazy nasty. to think about but they've run into patrick mahomes and it is in the last two of these super bowls mm-hmm. just as the buffalo bills have and this is that's what makes dynasties great you know and that's what stopped peyton manning in the indianapolis colts was tom brady and the new england patriots mm-hmm. but the thing that is incredibly hard to do and I don't think that like we just get lost in the oh Patrick Mahomes is great Andy Reid is a phenomenal coach what every great dynasty is forced to do is to rebuild itself and put itself in a new image and they did that this year on Mm -hmm. the defensive side and this is the year that was not supposed to happen because of the fact that Patrick Mahomes has the highest cap number in the NFL 37 million dollars against the cap and they went through and they rebuilt that defense and they became a defensive oriented team and if you look at the way that that game played out last night the defense made so many plays over the course of that game where you went holy crap they were treading the water to start the season the first Five weeks of the year. The Lions go into Kansas City and win. You know, eyebrows are raised. Now, I think a lot of that was because people didn't realize how good the Lions were going to be. But another part of that was that Kansas City offense looked terrible. Yeah. It, it looked dysfunctional. You're sitting there watching it going, uh, what is this? This is a Patrick Mahomes-led team. And we've seen this before from the guy that he's, that he's chasing in Tom Brady and the Patriots. The The... The change from the Randy Moss Patriots to the defense first, run the ball, play action Patriots that just grind you into dust in the playoffs. And that's what the Chiefs did. You watched that game. Look, as as much as I think that that middle third of that game was ugly as sin, it was made ugly by the Chiefs defense. Both defenses. Both defenses just played out of their gourd. I mean, starting... Starting the second half, the 49ers come out and throw six straight passes. And I'm sitting there going, Shanahan, no, not like this. Kyle, no. No, not like this. Don't don't go out like this. And it was because the Chiefs said, we're going to flood the box. Good luck. And Spags just got in his bag the entire second half. 
flustered Purdy, flustered the running game, flustered Shanahan, everything they wanted to do. And you just had individual play after individual play. The only real boneheaded play coming on the holding on the on the was it third and yeah the defensive holding against yeah. Jennings yeah and that other than that the execution by the defense the entire second half was near flawless. It was one of those games that that is an all time Super Bowl just the way that the whole game played mm-hmm. out and. From the very start of it, it was, okay, this game is going to get weird. You have Christian McCaffrey fumbling on the opening drive as they're approaching the red zone. The guy who never fumbles. And this, I will say, the 49ers script to open the game was fantastic. They were gashing the Chiefs to open the game. And then plays like that happen because Super Bowls get weird. And look to put that McCaffrey fumble into perspective, it had been 185 carries since he last fumbled. He's fumbled four times on the year total. And the last time he did it was in October. And he's carried the ball 185 times since then. And I think on average for the season, it was like one in every 82 and a half attempts, he fumbled the ball. Yet on the opening drive of the Super Bowl, as you are gashing the defense in Kyle Shanahan had scripted that to perfection, you come out and you fumble as you're what I think he was on the 27 yard line. Mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, that was turning point number one in the game. I had to do the math on this real quick. I knew he didn't fumble, but when you think about his touches, he has in his career, regular season only, this does not include playoff touches, he has 1,806 touches. Receiving and rushing. He has 12 fumbles. Dude doesn't fumble. That is less than... That is six thousandths of a percent. But then you... <laughs> like That's insane, but man. Think this guy it, doesn't fumble ever. On, on the... And here's the, the beauty about it, is that the defense came back and they showed up because what ended up happening? San Francisco's defense forces a three and out. This much maligned defense that everybody had been criticizing it. Everybody had sat there and said, hey, you know, they're getting gashed by Jordan Love and the Packers. They're getting gashed by Jared Goff and the, the Lions. Patrick Mahomes is going to cook them three and out. On the very mm-hmm. first drive of the game where Andy Reid is supposed to be in his bag and they work they work through feel a lot better than really anybody else. And I think you could say the same for Spagnuolo if you look at what they did in the second half oh, to start. But as you go down and you look at every turn in this game, like all of these key moments where the first points on the board is an NFL super or a Super Bowl record for the longest field goal ever from which Moody. was crazy. We talked about heading into this game. Like you expect these guys to be good to fifty. And maybe maybe they'll stretch stretch a leg out a little bit. Fifty five and fifty seven, and they both they were both good from sixty plus. The shortest Hammered. the shortest Super Bowl record like ever. <laughs> uh, two two minutes and fifty seven seconds or something like that. And then you have you know you have Butker who has the longest breaks Moody's record just moments later. But if you look at every turn, it was right after points get put on the board, you get Pacheco fumbles. And what does the Kansas City defense do? They bow their back. They force another punt. And this is why I sit there and I go, yeah, it may have gotten ugly. It may have looked like you know low-scoring game, not a lot of offense. These defenses at every turn, they answered the bell. The only one that they didn't, in all of the turnovers that we had in this game, which we had four, 
The only one that resulted in points was off of the muffed punt. It was off of the muffed punt. I, th- I still think that's we were talking about in prep of the show. I think that's the thing that's not being talked about enough today on my drive in this morning and, and looking at notes and everything like that. Obviously, it's it's Mahomes in the overtime and how good he was and the inability of the 49ers to score in the second half, blah, blah, blah. That muffed punt, that's that's the thing for me. That that's that's the football gods throwing the dice against the wall. That's the chaos. Because that that play is the one that opens the sliding doors for me. Because the the Chiefs had nothing. They had nothing going. And instead they they get what ends up being a long pass play with the the, the punt recovery. And that to me is what gave them their opportunity, their chance, and got them on track. Boy, it was I, I know that they're giving Ray Ray McLeod a lot of flack and he should have fallen on it, but be, beyond that, like it, it that's a tough play to make at the moment. But Daryl Luter is is the gunner who was on the outside. You could see that McLeod was pointing at the at the ground and yelling. Like he was yelling, Peter. Obviously Luter couldn't in the, in or the didn't moment. hear him. Yeah. Bounces off his foot and McLeod tries to scoop it up. Like that is every returner's ever Nightmare. told if the ball touches the ground but it like came firing off his mm-hmm. foot and it was Adam Fast so I don't think he had the time to react and and fall on the ground properly but every returner said if the ball gets touched you just fall on it you do not try to yeah. scoop it up you do not you try to make anything to more the ball. just fall on the ball in any way shape or form and he didn't but I think before that if you look at it kind of the the ripple effects of of this game and how the game played out you had both fumbles early and then I think the Dre Greenlaw tearing his Achilles as he's trying to run out on the field in the second quarter. God, man. One of the most freak injuries Unhinged that you could have. things happen. you've ever seen. But that, to me, that was the bigger ripple effect as the game played out because what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes started doing is, obviously, we know how good Dre Greenlaw is in coverage, two interceptions in the divisional round against Jordan Love also, and the Packers. middle of the field opened up in the second half. But... You were you were forcing Logan Ryan, who hasn't been on this team for very long. First got, of all, got a call at Thanksgiving he, when he was on a cruise. He ended up having to play fifty-two snaps in the slot, defending the slot. The most that he had had, I think, before that was like fourteen. Mm. So you're you're then saying, all right, we're forcing in Logan Ryan. There were two plays. Mainly the touchdown in overtime that everybody's talking about, but in, in that play, and then there was another play on a third down in I think it was like a third and six or something, where they were the Chiefs were in the middle of the field and they he just spun he got spun completely around and you're going, uh oh. What is it about Patriots defensive backs and goal line plays? Uh, well, good or bad. <laughs> I don't know, but Logan, right. <laughs> I think Dre Greenlaw's injury right there, that was a huge one. But then you look at the way that San Francisco was able to win. They won the middle eight when you think about it. the four minutes before the first half ends mm-hmm. and the four minutes out of the. Uh, I was just saying that, that, that incredibly ugly period. Those defenses were nails. Both offenses but, were. Atrocious, but because of defensive play. But it was, it was I think, holy defensive play. When yeah. you have, and this is where Kansas City is so good, and this is where great teams are so good, is in that middle eight, because those are momentum shifters, especially when Kansas City gets the ball coming out of the break. 
holding them to a field goal on that final drive of the first half, mm-hmm. that is a win of all wins that yeah. you can have. But then you come out on the very first drive of the second half and you go and you get you pick off Patrick Mahomes in what was a like an uncharacteristic yellow throw. That throw was that looked that looked like um Zach Wilson. <laughs> just you could just see him short circuit and be like, I don't know, and th- just threw it like when Mahomes, when you see him scramble and you see him extend plays and you see him like you can you can see the process like, where his eyes are, what he's looking, what he's trying to do, where he's looking away from. It was like you could see his body short circuit on the throw. Like it, it, he just forgot how to football for a second, and it was so. I remember watching the play and screaming, "What is he doing?" And as soon as he let it go, before you could even see where the ball was going, you could tell that ball was just what is this. And then you'd get the Chiefs coming right back. Yeah, but in in that in between there, you had just a bunch of three and outs. Yeah, right. San Francisco goes three and out. KC goes three and out. Three and out. Three and out. And then the muff punt happened. Oh, well, you had a field goal in there. Yeah. And then you had a muff punt. And then from then on, from that muffed punt, we had seven consecutive drives ending in points in a game that went from this defensive stalemate where the offense, you could say both offenses were shooting themselves in the foot. I think they were trying to see what works against these defenses because you went from the script, which we got points early, mm-hmm. and then you go off of the script to the the bulk of the football game where the defenses were just digging their heels in, and then you saw seven consecutive drives end with points to end that game. Wow. That is two great football teams to just wizard offensive minds and Shanahan and Reed to very good adapting teams. to everything that the defenses yeah. did. And I like, that's why I think this Super Bowl was, was fantastic because of that reason. And then you add in like after the muff punt, what does Kyle Shanahan do? They're driving down the field. And that, that was the ballsiest call of the game was Ooh, going for it on fourth yes. down in three on the 15 yard line. When you are trailing by three points at that point, it is 13 to 10. Mm-hmm. You are in the fourth quarter and Kyle Shanahan goes, screw it. We are going to throw the ball on fourth down and we're going to put them on the table and say, we're not playing to lose yeah. this game. We're not playing to tie. We're playing to win. And so that play for me was the one where I was like, Oh, we're going to have an all time finish. And we did. We have a missed extra point which that loomed large. But I'll tell you this, off of that touchdown that they scored, that missed extra point, the Chiefs are going to win the game, not tie the game and send it to overtime. Because if they're not down by three, they're going for touchdowns. They're not going, they're not kicking a field goal. Mm-hmm. And are, are you betting against Patrick Mahomes in that moment? With when Patrick Mahomes got the ball, considering how that overtime went, no, <laughs> eleven minutes and twenty-two seconds to go in the fourth quarter. If Shanahan just says we're going to play it safe, we're going to tie it at thirteen. They don't kick a field goal at the end. They go and they try to score, and they try to score a touchdown there. But what we ended up having was trading haymakers back and forth and leading to an overtime where now we got our question marks. We'll get to that after Rust with SportsCenter. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, now. Right, like said, it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. And I am just a devil with love and spare. So viva! Loved Travis Kelsey on the podium after the game. I did not watch much of the, the, the post. Oh, I give you this. Festivities. Cheese Kingdom! No, that post-game party was probably pretty mellow. That man is a hey, Elvis never had it better than that right there, let me tell you. Yeah, he did. Uh, it was Elvis freaking Presley. Yeah. <laughs> that, dude, that dude was the Taylor Swift of his generation. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but we were, we were, we've been talking about this game going everything through all of the those crucial times, whether it's sudden change off of turnovers or the fact that both of these offenses were trying to figure out schematically what they were going to do defensively. Things really changed in overtime because that is where... Now, did you remember that there was an overtime change? Yes, only because we talked about it. We had talked, but I still don't understand a lot of things about this. Niners come out, they win the toss. Mm -hmm. Knowing that what the new overtime rules are, would you have taken the ball... Or kicked because this has become obviously a massive discussion over you know the outcome in Kyle the whole idea of, of knowing what you what you need to do yeah I, there's there's two different arguments here one you can talk about momentum and wanting to put pressure on the Chiefs blah 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 the other is is being more measured in your approach and knowing what you need to do in order to win. I kind of like the aggressiveness from the 49ers, even if it was based in ignorance of the rules. I think what we have here in uh, Seth Walder, who works as a, he's the analytics guy for ESPN. Mm-hmm. He's reached out to 10, um, what is it, analytics staffers across the NFL on what they would have done. He gave them five options. Number one, strongly prefer first possession. Two is lean towards the first possession. Yeah, you can't give the analytics guys yes or no. <laughs> Three is almost a 50-50 on either way. Mm-hmm. Four is lean towards the second possession. Five is strongly sure. prefer the second possession. Okay, Of the 10 uh, staffers across the NFL, who this is their job. Yes. Three of them said lean towards the first possession. Okay. Three of them said strongly preferred the second possession. Four of them said it's a 50-50 call. And the fact that, that it is basically what those results tell you, three on one side, three on the other, four in the middle, that it's the middle. And that I think that becomes a feel situation. 
do you want to, do you, are you rolling or are you feeling aggressive and you want to put the pressure on a team or do you want to know what you need to do and react you but that comes with knowing yourself knowing your team and knowing what you're up against and i don't know if you're the 49ers even if you're in this situation if you want to give Mahomes the last opportunity. Yeah, the and Kyle Shanahan said we wanted the third possession because if Kansas City goes down, they kick a field goal there, then you are in a territory where you get the ball back and then it's sudden death at that point and you can end it. No matter what, Patrick Mahomes is going to have the ball in his mm-hmm. hands. And that's where I go, knowing who is on the other side of the field, that's when you make that call. And the math and makes that's sense. Where and it if goes, they match you, so if you get a touchdown, they get a touchdown, now it's your chance to be done and over with. Done and over with then. He knew Patrick Mahomes was going to get his points. He was going to get a score. It was just a matter of what the score was. But flow of the game, the fact that number 15 was back there, I would have wanted the ball second. Because there's one big difference in all of this, too, that is getting discussed, but I think there's a lot more to it. And it has to do with the guy on the other sideline, Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. Now you can... We could go both ways on the call by Kyle Shanahan to either take the ball first in overtime or kick the ball. As the analytics people of the NFL are, are saying, you, you, there, it, there, it, there are clear methodologies for both. There's like half and half is yeah. like, hey, it's a 50-50 split with this new overtime rule, which I think if you're thinking of it in those terms, that is a perfect overtime rule, though. Yes. Let's just stop the clock, though. You what know, get rid the of the clock. clock like, like the the uh, the G League, the, the, they run a uh, an overtime. They do the Elam ending. Yeah. But they put the clock at sixty minutes. I'm like, why don't we just turn the clock off? Like, it, yeah. just, it is what it is. Why and do, you can why say do the clock. We don't need the clock, but what we can do is after both teams have a possession, we take a commercial break and we have a break there. Yeah, you you can have it that sure. way. You can, you can go down that road, but there is an explanation for both ways. Whether you agree or disagree with the way that Kyle Shanahan went with it. Essentially, what this game did is, and like most overtime games in the NFL do, though, like this was the old overtime rule. San Francisco kicked a field goal, got the touchdown. Kansas City was able to get the ball and score a touchdown, <laughs> and in the game, that's what happened. But I do think there's a big difference in the way that both of these teams were prepared for overtime. Now, Miko Hardman said when he he scored the game-winning touchdown, he blacked out. Because it didn't seem like he realized the game was over. Uh, but it was the preparedness of the Kansas City Chiefs as opposed to the preparedness of the San Francisco 49ers for a situation where this game goes into overtime. Because you heard Chris Jones after the game, he said they're crazy for doing it the way they did because that's what we wanted to do. And in the Super Bowl preparations, Andy Reid had told the Kansas City Chiefs if we go to overtime, there are new rules laid out what the new rules were mm. and said, if we win the toss, we will kick, put our defense on the field first, and then have our offense with the opportunity to respond. Because if the 49ers score a touchdown on that first drive, we're going to go down, score a touchdown, go for two, and end the game. That is what was conveyed from Andy Reid 
to the Chiefs players. Meanwhile, Kyle Juszczyk of the 49ers, he had no idea. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime, so I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really... I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No, we haven't talked about it, no. Levels of preparedness. I think that shows why Andy Reid is one a phenomenal coach. Because he covered all of his, dotted all of his I's, crossed all of his T's. The, the interesting math part of this real quick, though, is this. There is a difference between the kickoff at the beginning of the game and the kickoff in overtime. It is not the same rules. It is not the same percentages. When you're talking about the kickoff at the beginning of a game and the importance of it, or even kickoff at halftime, your values change because your inputs change. Because over the course of four quarters at the beginning of the game, there's so many other things that can happen. The values and what you independently value, whether it's being on the field first and putting pressure on, something less or more intrinsic than something you know you can quantify versus the response, because it's such a short period. Most, you would think, three possessions. And because of that, I don't think that there's a right or a wrong way. I think it very much has to do with preference and preparation and what you want to do. And I think with the Chiefs here and Andy Reid specifically, laying that out ahead of time and even going so far as to say they're going to go for two lets you know where their priorities lie within that preparation and the execution and the belief in their own internal system. I think there is a lot of... That preparedness of just going over those details of if this game goes into overtime, though, is exactly why I think the level of preparation for things that they know that they will see, whether it is, hey, this is how Steve Wilkes is going to adjust. This is how Kyle Shanahan's going to adjust. It is that level of preparedness and checking every box all the way down. Those are huge. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine Kyle Juszczyk just said you score a touchdown, you win the game. Could you imagine if the 49ers drive doesn't stall out? If Chris Jones doesn't come in in overtime, Chris Jones was an absolute disruptor. If Chris Jones doesn't come untouched right off the right guard, mm-hmm. right tackle, and is in Brock Purdy's face, Legereus Sneed fell down in coverage, yeah. and Brandon Ayuk was wide open in the but middle of the end zone. Brock Purdy, if he has a half of a second to react, throws that ball to Brandon Ayuk and he's standing by himself in the middle of the end zone. If Chris Jones isn't just the absolute animal in in overtime and really late stretches mm-hmm. of the game, if Brandon Ayuk scores, the 49ers are going to be celebrating like they won the game. Mm-hmm. Do you know how deflating that is if they run out onto the field thinking they won? Because Juszczyk is saying, like, I just thought we scored a touchdown. We go, they didn't go over this rule. So then you have to pull back off the field, put your defense back on the Take field, on and say, go ahead. Now you got Patrick Mahomes. That is the, that's the issue that I have here. It isn't whether the, the, the fact that Kyle Shanahan a lack of said, I want the ball first or I want the ball second. You can sit there and you can have your qualms about that because the analytics community is, is split 50-50. But what I do have like an issue with is the team didn't know they didn't go they didn't check that box going you have two weeks for this game of all of the games to go down the line and say every single box needs to be checked and this was one that wasn't that way if i'm a 49er fan that's what i take issue with that probably bothers me more than anything yeah some of your feedback 503-864-6326 
to start our number two, Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.